Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And uh, we are recording on site. We'll tell you who our guest is soon. But uh, first of all, we want to talk about our sponsors. We're, as always, we're brought to you by Avance, Carter Motors, Griot's Garage, Haggerty, Let's Drive Together, Salvo Design, and York Real Estate. Realty. That real, too. Real, real estate. Real estate. Realty. Real, real, real estate. estate. They both I'll tell work. You, I'm reading it. Hi, and I still got it wrong. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it has. It just, yeah. So how are you? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're both beat this week, to say the least. I am beat mentally and physically because I uh, I even though I only moved with inside in my building, it was I own too much crap. I mean, <laughs> I purged a ton. I took three trips to Goodwill and I still put a ton of stuff in storage and you never know how much stuff you have until you move. I just, I didn't know where I was hiding at all. Like, it's funny because I kept going back to my old apartment and going, I'll look through it one more time. And I come out with like an armful of stuff. And then I'd go back in, I'd open all the drawers and then come back out with an armful of stuff. And like, so it was, uh, it was an experience, but I don't know if I want to do it again, but <laughs> it's been, but I'm, I'm settled now. Everything's unpacked and uh, on to the next adventure. So yeah, we'll yeah. just move your toolbox and call it done, right? Oh God, you know, <laughs> Like, maybe not. It's in my living room, okay, and it does not fit in the living room. And I f- and my mom came over today and saw it, and I figured out a place to put it. I mean, I, st- I still think we should take it, but I, f- I realize that I go into that thing every day for something, and I'm like, but if I move it somewhere, it just means I have to drive out to your house every day, so... <laughs> But, you know, there's worse things. I'm just saying, right. like, you know. Well, you just let me know. I just have to keep the, I know I have to keep the zip ties and the, the wire snips, because that's, that's the thing I use the most. So. Don't ask why. Yeah. Got a shout out to our, our friend Scott. Yeah. So he's getting ready to go down to Arizona, the Jet Center event, okay. and he had a trailer issue. And it just so happened, we randomly put up a trailer episode. We did, yeah. And it turned out uh, he had an axle off center and he had to replace the tires because those were older and cracked. They looked fine, but they were older. And I sent him up to some old friends of mine at Kirshner. When did he do this? Like I talked to him like yesterday. Like he, he was texting me. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. And so he was trying to find somebody who could check out the axle of the trailer once over. And so Kirshner up in Monroe, who I used, oh man, 15 years ago to look over, uh, I think a bearing issue on my boat trailer and they fit me in and he showed up with donuts and they helped him out and got him squared away. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. So, Excellent. Thanks Scott. I'm glad we could help. I'm glad somebody actually listened to it and I was like, yeah, I should probably go check out my trailer. Sure enough. As somebody who's flying down to Arizona to use all the stuff that's in that uh, trailer, I, I thank you for doing that, Dan. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a nice shout out though. I was glad, yeah. I was glad we could help. Yeah. Uh, this Small week, world. Yeah, so I've got a, a good another useful Carter Subaru tip of the week, or Carter Automotive Group, since they're not just Subaru. Subaru, yes. Volkswagen, and Acura. Subaru is all that matters to me. That's right, I know. <laughs> Everything else is dead to you. I still want a golf R, though, even though we so have a mystery. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week's, this week's tip is I want to talk about jacks because one of our, in our giant tool list, and we talked about four, is hydraulic jacks. I'm specifically talking about hydraulic jacks, not jack stands, not bottle jacks, not the little scissor jack out in the back trunk of your car, but like actually getting a hydraulic floor jack and like what they mean. Cause actually to look some of this up. So I'm like, I think I know that. No, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> yeah. So basically let's start with the very, very basics. What's, what are they, what is a ton? One ton is 2000 pounds. It's equivalent to one wine storage barrel or 252 gallons of wine. Yeah. Didn't know where that came from until I had to look that up. So that's a weird party fact that nobody will care about. But <laughs> the idea is you basically want to... All of my girlfriends have lied to me. I do not weigh a ton, right? Jeez. Way less wine. Get off me. You weigh a ton. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, sorry. That got a little personal. I apologize. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> basically, you want a jack that uh, can lift 60% of the weight of your vehicle. That's okay. the safe margin about... I mean, you're not going to lift the entire vehicle from the center point with a hydraulic floor jack. That's a very bad idea. Don't try that. But from the... S- so I mean, you'd be good if you've got a if, if you've got a two ton vehicle, you, a one ton jack would lift fifty. Per, well, I mean, it's not lifting. You want one and a half ton if you. That's okay. That's like the bare minimum. So, but you're not lifting all the weight, are you? No, no, no. Sixty percent of the weight, but you're going okay. one and a half ton because that's about as low as they get as far as hydraulic Oh, okay, got it. Go. All right. Yeah, uh, I did a reference in here. So sixty percent of the weight of the vehicle. So my Raptor weighs approximately sixty five hundred pounds as loaded. The winch, the aftermarket stuff on it, it's about sixty five hundred pounds without me in it. Typically, I'm not lifting the vehicle with myself in it. That would be weird. It's a hell of a jack. Yeah, right out the window. Very long yeah. handle. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So basically I want a jack that can lift about 3,600 pounds, which is about 60% of the weight of the vehicle. So basically any two ton jack, which isn't that big, will actually do the job for most vehicles. It's kind of the sweet spot for if you don't have a heavy truck, two tons where it's at. That said, I don't recommend one. I'll tell you why in a second. So 
most people go with the, the little jack you see all the time that almost everybody has is that aluminum finger quotes racing floor jack. The low profile. The low profile one yeah. that's made by a hundred different manufacturers that's performance tool or what's the other it's one? Harbor Pittsburgh. Freight. Yeah, it's yeah. everybody gets their Harbor Freight for 90 yeah. bucks. And it's not a bad jack, actually. It's a rapid pump jack. And that's great for track days on a sports car or a small compact car. Even a one and a half done is going to do most cars on the road. Yeah. Not to you know big SUVs, but if you've got a regular passenger car, the one and a half ton is going to do the job. And it's not a bad jack to have. Uh, the two ton, like I said, kind of the sweet spot. And that's where you're going to get into long reach jacks. But I always recommend everybody go with, if you're at home and you're not taking this thing out of your garage or moving it around, the three ton is the, is the sweet spot. That's the one to go to. It's not that much more. You can get it with a really, really long reach. That's the one I have at the house. Because you need it because being the higher car. Or yeah. you have a car like uh, that gets a really long jack point. So if oh, you have extended, deeper. Yeah. deep, yeah. really deep bumpers, yeah. you need to lift from the front, uh, Corvettes, anything with a long front overhang that you need to get in there from. Obviously, you jack from the side, but there's often a center jack point uh, toward the inside and the rear. This will let you get really far under a really low car. And because it's longer, it'll lift higher. So this thing was long enough to lift the Land Cruiser and low enough to lift the Corvette at the same time. So okay. it's a really good sweet spot jack, 150 bucks. If you have a bunch of full-size trucks, like you're getting to 250s, 350s, go with a four-ton. You can get away with a three-ton, but you're pushing the limit, especially if anything loaded and you need it. Um, especially you're going to be underneath it. Well, you should never be underneath your car with just the floor jack underneath it no, anyway. I'm, I'm, yeah, but but yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. It's a, the four-ton is if you've got big trucks. That's about it. So like I said, 150 bucks. They're... You can get, I think they're 160 on Amazon, 150 at Harbor Freight. So whatever. But they've almost always got them in stock. You'll know it. It's red. Do we have a Amazon link for that? Uh, I have an affiliate link, but I just tell everybody, I said it in the notes there that people should go to just Harbor Freight, save the yeah. 10 bucks, pick it up right then and there. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then the, the... Look for a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, the trade-off is that the higher capacity jack, well, why don't I just buy like a five-ton jack? One, they're super heavy. One, they're super expensive because a good five-ton jack weighs a or costs a ton. They're really expensive as you get above three ton and you get quality. You're going to start trading off dramatically for cheap and quality when you get to the high weights. So, but most people don't need anything fancy in a floor jack. I've had this Harbor Freight one for 10 years. I've just been lugging it around from place to place and it's never failed me. It's not light. No, it's not light. Uh, <laughs> as somebody who lugged it across the driveway a couple of times last week or two weeks ago, it's yeah. not light. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then yeah. the one feature I say everybody should spring for that's always worth it is the rapid rapid, um, rapid pump jack. And that basically has two pistons at the back, and they are both activated on up and downswing. So as you pull up the handle, it's pumping up, and as you pull down. And then, as it, cool. then once it hits weight, a bypass valve pushes back, and it just goes down to one, so you have a much slower raise once it gets down to the weight. And even cheap jacks have that now. It used to be like a thing, like a feature back in the day, but now it's like if you don't have that, you bought a really bad jack, <laughs> like a $50 Walmart special. So oh, yeah, the spring jacks, for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I even I learned. I thought I knew everything about jacks. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I realized I didn't know what a ton was. I knew, okay. it, two, I knew it was 2,000 pounds, but yeah. I was like, where did that even come from? And I was, then I was looking it through it, just totally out of boredom. T-U-N, 252 gallons of wine, <laughs> approximately. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Does it come in whiskey? No. <laughs> It's the barrel size, those big giant storage barrels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's take our first uh, commercial break, and we'll be back with this week's guest. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. Welcome back, everybody. This week's guest is Chad Haugen from LeatherTech, and we are in his lobby. We are literally in his lobby in Bellevue, and it's funny because, as you know, with Rand City Supercars, we and our partnership with Avance, we there Avance has partners all over the country. And uh, we do our best to, to reach out to a lot of them and try to get them on the show. And we've had a lot of them on the show. So I get a call, I think it was last week, and, and my dad called me and we were talking cars. And he's like, yeah, I was down at uh, Discount Tire in Bellevue. I'm having the, the tires rotated on the Rover. And I walked up the street. And if you don't know, up to, two blocks up from the street from Discount right now is the new Ferrari dealership. And it is gorgeous. Yeah. 
And he said, you know, my father is not shy about talking to anybody in anywhere. <laughs> and he's in the lobby and, uh, and he, he starts talking to this gentleman uh, and he's talking about leather tech. And my dad goes, oh, you know, have you, have you heard of Rain City Supercars? And, and Chad goes, oh, I, you know, I think so. Like, you know, and then I start to look it up and I go, oh, he's an Avance partner. I think we, you know, and two trains passing in the night. I don't think we've ever reached out, but it was a wonderful time. And so um, we'd like to welcome Chad to the show. So welcome to Rain City Supercars and your lobby. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, and how are thanks you? Thanks for coming over. Thanks yeah. for making the big effort to come to the show. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I, I worked mean. hard on it. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you've been working all day. <laughs> I expected to walk in here and see you in like leather pants and a leather shirt and just that's, really living the brand. No, that's for later on. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there you go. I like all it. Right. All right. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> your, your dad was awesome. It was so fun. So Tell my mom that. Uh, no. <laughs> he's hilarious. We can talk about anything. He's got business. His, yeah. His cars. His it was pretty cool. We had a really good conversation together. I'm glad. I'm glad. It was, like I said, I'm sort of serendipitous that you guys met, and I'm glad that we could do this, and we kind of put it together real fast, but I'm, I'm glad we could, because uh, it was funny, because I... I've been in the complex you're in here and with with uh, and seen some people and I've yeah. spent some time here and I've, of course you're right down the street from where Park Place used to be and all that so this is automotive row in my mind so yeah. this is the place to be yeah before the Link Light Rail took them out had a lot of <laughs> yeah. fond memories in that Park Place but yeah, it's nice that they now have a, a grass field down there which I will never understand yeah, it's, it's like a so, huge yeah. I mean, they yeah. could, great. it's good for the wildlife I guess all the wildlife that hang out next to the train great idea great idea well, <laughs> City of Bellevue they just need extra space I great guess. for tents yeah great for the homeless oh, people to move in. Yeah, great. Just don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. That was a tough. That was a tough go though when they lost that spot. I remember they were yeah. really bummed out about it, and yeah. it was like they got to find a new place now. And then I, re- I remember watching that place get torn down. It was sad because it was just a. It was just a home. It was just a hallmark. It was. It was something everybody knew about Park Place Ltd. And you could go there. You could see all this crazy collection of cars that was always rotating through. And I've worked for those guys for a long time, and it's just been been a really good working relationship. I mean, it's funny because when I used to come over as a kid, we had friends and, and they he took me one time. He goes, I'm, we're going to go to the adult car shop or gar, adult toy shop. And it, at the time, that didn't mean inappropriate things. And we went to Park Place and I just remember yeah. walking around there. Now, you know, if you, yeah, remember like the, if you remember the old dealership, it was, the, it was like, it was a collection and there were yeah. mirrors and yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. And it was an event to go there. So, well, and yeah. the thing is, is that's, that's a family dealership. It's run... Oh yeah, by that family kind of style, and that's a that's something that's we've seen kind of slowly slip away. I think in the last eight or ten years, you know, when over the last twenty years, back in the day, that was pretty common. And, and Ferrari, for example, you know, the Perino yeah. family yeah. run that dealership, and they've run it like a family. And so it's kind of nice to be able. To, I've known Roberto and those guys, and work with those guys. Roberto one time called me up, and he's like, "Hey, can you can you help us out with this this car?" And and I said, "No, I I can't do it tomorrow. You know, I'm just I'm not available." He's like, "Look, I." If you could, if you could, it wouldn't really mean a lot to me. I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll, I'll give you something. I don't care. I'll just, I'll find something. So I'm like, okay, okay, definitely. I'll make it happen. And not that I was waiting for him to give me something. I could tell he was just, he was up against the wall. Yeah. So I went down there and I finished the job and it was fine. He hands me like an $80 bottle of Brello. Oh, you know, okay. It's yeah. like, there you go. Would just, you like me to I come just back grabbed tomorrow? that out of my cell. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's go. Let's go back a little bit. Let's let's talk about how you got into this business, wh- where your passion for this came from, and kind of where you come from. I always joke that it's like you know, that were, you, were you the Hot Wheels kid? Like you know, I I always liked as engineering, and I was totally into cars as a kid. I, my first car was a BMW three eighteen. Like actually, my first car was a Peugeot five hundred five turbo, but it'd been crashed on the side. That's kind of rare. Yeah, yeah, it was a super rare car. Yeah, but I got it for like four hundred bucks because it was it was a little dented. And then it blew a head gasket and I got a little four-cylinder BMW. And, and did, then, you, did you grow up in the area? Yeah, I grew up in Bothell. So in I Bothell, went to okay. Bothell High School. And I met my wife when we were really, really young. And we started dating young, and which is fine. But I realized that, you know, if, if I was going to get serious in, in life, I better move out of the house and get, get a job. And, and I was going to college at the time and I just hated what I was doing, I was doing like computer networking because back in 99 and 2000. Computers will get you nowhere. That's what you do, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 That is dead Boring. on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dan and I are like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you may make a lot of money, but just the soul, you know? So I wasn't ready to give up the soul. And, um, Watching Dan just walk back and forth sucking his thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> I had heard about this leather repair thing from a guy that we kind of went to the same congregation together and He's like, hey, you should check this out. And so um, the first time I saw him, you know, do this type of, because there was no YouTube, right? It's not like you just look this up. 
on online, right? That we was, it was dial up back then. So, um, we, we AOL, went, you know, CDs. Yeah. yeah. And so we go online, we go to the car lot and he's, he's showing me what he does. And I was like, I, I could do this. I was really into modeling as a kid and I, yeah, kind of like hot wheels, but you're just working with my hands and building stuff. Oh, that type of modeling. I was like, I was like, you're pretty, but no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. uh, you know, like <laughs> painting. Know. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's got, he's got this thing and I'm like, yeah, let's, that, that would be cool. So I got a small loan for my dad. I, Sold my BMW, bought a truck. I regret that to this day. Bought a pickup truck and just loaded up with some gear and pretended like I knew what I was doing. Oh, so that that's the type of training you uh, gave yeah. yourself. Yeah, okay. pretty much. So we we he gave me a little bit, but it was more of like, you know, we're going to shadow, I'm going to shadow you for a couple of weeks and then you're going to go get your own business license and you're going to get a territory down in Seattle and just go, go talk so to did people. You, did you get a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a franchise? A franchise. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, so... The, at the time, he had a franchise, and I, like, subleased a territory. Oh, okay. So that saved me from the upfront cost of the franchise. And this is with ColorTech, right? Yeah, it was with a franchise called Color Glow. Color and they're Glow, okay. awesome. Like, super good water-based products. So at the time, that really helped me to have an edge on everybody else because we had better products. Um, and they would do training seminars and stuff. So a couple months after I got started, I went down to Oregon to a training seminar. But I, I still have it. I should show you. I still have this 4 by 6 flipbook like the kind you get from like a Walmart store. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think not even That's all how I learned them, how to read. You know, a and weeks and ago. I would yeah. just go to people and be like, you know, here's, here's what I, here's what I do. And I just flip through these pictures and show them kind of like what we can do. And uh, the dealers are like, okay, kid. Yeah. Let's give you a shot. So what do you do? Like, like give us a general breakdown of what you do. Leather, leather and interior restoration. Okay. So what that means is if there's a surface on the interior of the car that's damaged, stained, scratched, otherwise worn out, especially if like high-end leather cars get abrasion and wear on the surface of the leather, then we have a water-based product. And that water-based product allows us to, we don't use any rattle cans or spray cans or anything like that. It allows us <laughs> Do to- Do I hear a marble? Oh, no, no that's, go yeah. away. That's a big thing. I it know. is a big thing. I Do you know. remember my seat in my Land Cruiser? Yeah. In the driver's seat, I would always flaking up. That was exactly what that was from. It was a used car special where they'd go through and they'd just like, the seat would start cracking and they'd get it good enough to sell it on the used lot. And that was all they did. And that was a very common practice in a lot of places. And then short I, time later, it just starts peeling up off the seat and flaking off. I just- I. It just drives me so crazy because the dealer spent money to yeah. do that. Yeah. And th- that was de- that came money that came out of the deal that could have gone to the salesman. And it really didn't help the car. It actually hurt the car yeah. later on. Now you've got this problem to deal with with the car. So uh, long story short, so basically, yeah, I had some training from this franchise and I was able to go out and have this suite of products available to me um, and some training available to go and start the, start the process. So one of the first dealerships I worked for was um, Phil Smart. Yeah, down there oh, at Mercedes. Yeah. Worked yeah. for those guys for a little while, and then I worked with Go Big or Go Home, huh? Yeah, Let's start with Mercedes, BMW. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's how I met. Uh, that's how I got in with Ferrari back in by about first year. I started working with Shannon. Okay, over there at Ferrari. Yeah, and London Agarwal over at BMW. So, and I'm still working for those guys today. Just, I mean, such a small car world. Yeah, I didn't realize at the time, you know. Yeah. But when you're 19, 20 years old, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so you just kind of get out there. And yeah, fake, just at 19, right? Fake uh-huh. it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So back when my body shop days, we used to call it color tech, which okay. is previously, we'll get into that in a second here. And they would, every time we'd get some nicer car and somebody, it usually would be a break in, like we'd break the glass and then whoever the thief was, it would get into the car and just sit on the glass because that safety glass doesn't really cut you, but it'll cut, cut up the leather pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have to call up color tech and get them to fix the seat. Cause it's like, you know, God knows how many thousands to really reupholster a seat well in a high end car. Yeah. Or, well, and, and the insurance companies don't want to pay yeah, to have not place. Pay it. Let they it want ma- to pay let repair. It go, will it match the other seat at the time? Yeah. yeah, and I remember we had this Ferrari in the shop, which was not common, but he knew the, the guy who owned the Ferrari knew the owner of the shop, Kevin. And so Kevin did him a favor, like, yeah, bring it in. I can fix it just fine. And it was what had happened is somebody had broken in the window, opened the car door, and punched out the ignition, but they, hadn't, they weren't able to steal the car. They got interrupted at the time. So we didn't have, like, a major body repair to do. But he just need, we just did an ignition on it, and then it was like, just call up Color Tech and have him come out. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we can, they'll fix the seat, good as new. Like you'll never even know what happened. And I'd never seen that work done before in my life. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was like, it's scratched. You just got to replace it. And you know, I'm young. I'd never seen that. So sure enough, like watched the guy do the work. I was like, holy crap! <laughs> I didn't even know it was possible. That's amazing. <laughs> do it again. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good story. I really like that. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. pretty mind blowing to see. And how did you? What's the relation with Leather Tech and Color Tech? 
Oh, it was a really, really good relationship. So Sean actually started more of these subleases. It was awesome. And so we had this big team that kind of like took over the Pacific Northwest. And that allowed me again to have access to all these awesome products from the franchise. And so I just was Color Tech of Seattle for 15 years. Um, eventually, Sean moved on. And so that kind of that system kind of just dissolved. And so I was able to rebrand and all the different subleases are all running their own companies now. So Sweet. it worked out awesome. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, you're doing everything like, I mean, you've, you've got an M4 uh, or M6. an M6 out here to a, a, a brand new Lexus. And it's, I mean, you're talking dashboards, you know, center console seats, anything that, are you guys working with Alcantara too, as far as repairs with that? Yeah, we can clean it and then re-dye it at times. Okay. Yep. So getting it really good and clean, sometimes it needs to be re-dyed if there's some stains on it. Or like um, Alcantara steering wheels. Those are really common on the Mercedes. Those die quickly. Yeah. yeah, but I can clean those up. They look really nice once wow. they just get cleaned up. Okay. It's actually not that difficult to clean them. Okay. And then maintaining leather and stuff. Our slogan is quality leather repair by people who care. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It rhymes. <laughs> it started, I think, when I was younger because I didn't like how dealers were wasting money with these guys who would rattle can cars for 45 bucks. And I just just show up and do a really quality job and you'll develop loyalty that way. And, and it, to me, it just was like, well, I can charge a little bit more if I do a, just a little bit better job. And I'd rather charge a little bit more and, and do less cars and go home by three, you know, yeah, and have a quality job. That works. So, I mean, you've got to have some epic stories as far as cars you've worked on. If you can tell us, I mean, just a couple of them, I think it'd be kind of interesting right now to... I, mean, I want to hear the nightmares. I love yeah, the nightmare epic, stories. Nightmares, the good stories, the nightmare stories, the, you know, the ones where you went, oh, I don't know if I can do this, and it came out more, more better. <laughs> um, okay, so I told you I started when I was 19. Yeah. Okay, so oh, yeah. um, I'm probably a, a happy ending to the story. My wife and I, we did get married when I was 21, moved out of the house, so the business worked. I didn't completely fail. Uh, failure was not an I option. I can support myself. Yay. Marry me. <laughs> That's about what it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the proposal was total crap. Yeah. It was basically like, um, I'm living on my own. Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> um, so You want to share rent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then and it got even worse because yeah. then she moved in and we got married. We moved in together. And then um, I was like, you know, I could really use a, a bookkeeper. Can you take a class in accounting? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Remember how much you love me in my business? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So nice. she's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Bellevue College. And she did. She got a certificate in accounting. She's been helping me with the businesses ever since. She's a rock star. That's awesome. Um, so I'm going across 520 one day right before opening day of boating season. And I had just at the time, I'd sort of gotten this idea that I wanted to do more marine work because I started to get into that. And I saw all these boats lined up on the log boom. And it's like this light bulb moment at 21 years old, right? There's my customers. I need to go talk to those guys. But there was no Facebook or social media or anything like that to go talk to them. So I had this really tacky, like, trifold from Color Glow. I mean, it was horrible. But that's all I had. I had a trifold. Yeah. And so I had, like, maybe 100 of these. And I got it in my mind that I was going to go rent a canoe from the Lake Washington... The paddle club pa there? Paddle club, okay. Yeah, that's a hell of a paddle. And then while boating season is going on with all the boats going <laughs> across genius. the channel... This is, no, this is smart because they're funneled. You got them trapped. I got them all right there in yeah. front of me. And, they, and they're all drinking and having a great time. <laughs> so He's out there I with a color gotta... pamphlet and a knife. Want my services? No. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that extent, but I mean, pretty much. So yeah. I get this canoe and I loaded up a backpack in front of me, like at the backpack on reverse, and I stick them in there. And as I paddled across the channel, uh, dodging all these boats, and, and then as I went to a couple of the first boats, they thought I was handing out the programs because the program guy hadn't come around oh, yet. Oh, yeah. So they thought, I don't know why, I'm in a rented canoe. But anyway, they're like, oh, do you have the programs? This guy has his own canoe. He's legit. That's what it was. I'm like, this <laughs> yeah, is great. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm tricking them into yeah. thinking I'm important. So I would, <laughs> I would take the trifold. I would literally take my paddle and because uh, I couldn't get too close to the boat. So I'd take the trifle and I'd slap it, it onto the paddle and I'd hand it up to him and I'd paddle the next one and slap it on there and hand it up to him. And I got all the way down the log boom and handed them all out. And um, as I was kind of resting... You paddled from UW to the log boom? Uh, the one that's, you know, like in by 520, right? There's that big, all those boats that are all lined up. I thought those were on the other side of five uh, I-90. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Seafair. Yeah. Oh, okay. This sorry. Boating oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Boating I'm, I was like, I was like, that's yeah. a hell of a paddle. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that great. Okay. 
leather deck. Yeah, I made it. I made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Could you take me back? <laughs> well, it does have a happy ending, but the problem is it got it got a little crazy because this huge. I was resting, and this massive roller comes in from one of the guys were going too fast, right? Yeah, always. And so I got myself in the center of the canoe to kind of balance it, but it lifted up the front of the canoe, and when it came down, it dropped the front of the canoe right on top of the log boom. And just flipped me over. Just yeah. like that. I just yeah. rolled over. So now I'm looking like a drowned idiot because I'm all the way at the end of this whole lineup of all the people I just gave the little pamphlet to. And one of the guys took pity on me. So I got the canoe kind of halfway emptied out. And he actually he actually tied a rope onto the front of the boat of his dinghy and like, brrr, like towed <laughs> me all the way back. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's super cool. That's very right? nice of him. Yeah. So I did get a job out of it. I hey, got a there call. you go. I got a call. And that turned That's into all that matters. some really cool yachts. I got to work on some really big, like 70, 80 foot yachts. And what they wanted us to do is change all the color of the interior all inside the dash. And so the whole captain area. So we would get in there and tape off all the windows. And they didn't like the green, so we made it black. Or they didn't like the blue, so we made it brown. And we would spray. We spent all like Memorial Day weekend working on one of these boats on Lake Union. And then that turned into working on the Daedalus, which is like a 150-foot yacht owned by Boeing. Yeah. And that turned into working on the Triton, which is a big, huge Delta boat, um, and working with those guys. So it was kind of a cool, funky, that all kind of, st- that, but it all started from that little log boom canoe adventure. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, are you, so are you, you're repairing everything. You're not necessarily creating all new interiors, are you? So what I can do, I, I don't do this very often, but what I can do is take a color, take an interior and change the color. Yeah. It's really challenging because you'd think you just spray the color on there, but there's all these crevices and, and folds and creases and everything else. And that's all got to be taken care of. Otherwise it's going to look shoddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, we just had a um, 1977 Morgan uh, in here. The car's basically like a wood. Yeah. Wood yeah, frame. Wood old, frame. Old yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we changed the whole interior from that from brown to black because he didn't like the brown color. So yeah. that we can do that. Um, That's dyed, right? Yeah. So yeah, we just re we take this water based product, we clean it, we and then we just apply it with a gravity feed gun and dry it in thin layers. And that same thing I did with the dashboards. And that one of those boats got shipped down to Florida. It's just fine. Huh. You think yeah. the interior of the Triumph would look good in a, bro- a light leather instead of black? I bet cool. I, 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 I convinced Dad to do I that. I think it would look really classy <laughs> and brown. That's what I'm thinking, like yeah. a brown leather. Okay, with the green extra. Okay, yeah. interesting. Like that, that classic. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not something we do a lot of, but it is something I can do. Oh, it's a triumph. There's there's like six pieces in there. Uh, they all just kind of come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's all crappy uh, English leather. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I got to go to a pretty cool place. We got to work on a car that starts with an L and ends with a D, you know? So that was a pretty cool the interior on those cars is like glove leather. It feels like, yeah. like it's just unbelievable car, the Lucid electric car. So that was pretty cool. What else? We had a, uh, oh yeah, I had a one of one, Paul Allen. His, it was a 1994 911 and it was like a rose gold metallic with a purple interior and it was custom ordered that way. And it was I've, in his collection. Have I seen photos of that car? I think I have seen yeah. photos of that car. Yeah, because it's it's kind it's kind of got that darker purple, right? Yeah, yeah. I worked. So yeah. we re, re-dyed a lot of different areas in that car. That was a, a mind-bending color to match. That's the other problem with leather pair. There's no color code, so you have to match the color by eye. Okay. So you start with a clear base, and you're pigmenting it, and so you have to look at all the nuances and see beyond just the tan or the brown or the black or gray and see all the different factors that are going into building that color. And how it's going to dry and if it's going to lighten or darken or okay, or if it's going to be in an area where it's really uh, a lot of sun hits it, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. If if something is vertical versus horizontal, it'll actually look like a different color or what it's up next to will change the look of the color. Yep. And so, and I'm sure that's just experience that gets you you there, right? Yeah, you just have to know it's too blue or it's too green or it's 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 you're seeing a contrast with too much yellow, and so you're you're working with your primaries and secondaries to cancel out what you don't want. So, are you blending like like a a true paint shop will do? Like, where if you have a spot and you're working on it, do you blend out? You're painting more than the area that you're trying to repair. I mean, less is always more. Yeah. Okay. So the smaller I can keep, the least amount of product I can add to that original OEM seat, the better. Okay. And, the, and, and the smaller and tighter I can keep it, the better. Um, what we're running it, like, I don't know, what are some crazy other cars? I had a 1971 Renault rally car. That was pretty cool. Like Jeez. with these like bug headlights in it. Yeah, that was, that, that was really cool. That one was cool. I had one of the cars that was on the Advance. The, it was a green Mexico, Maserati Mexico, and yeah. that was on the cover of Advance. Yeah, yeah. I had I that car, car in here. Yeah. 
what else? I had, you, oh. you go to some extents because like that, that M6, the windshield's out of it because you're working on it, correct? Yeah, we're trying to work on that dashboard. I, well, but I mean, that shows the extent you're willing to go to be... <laughs> most yeah. people be like, for the audience, I'll take this, that. Is, this is not a new M6. This is an 89. Yeah. So, it's a real M6. Yeah. 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 Proper M6. The real deal. Yeah, the yeah. real deal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that transmission on that car is so cool. I, I worked on a lot of Ferraris. I was had a Super America, really, really nice Super America in here a while ago. And lots and lots of all the models of Ferraris. That's how I met your dad. Yeah. I worked on, uh, oh, I got invited to go down to Blue Origin and work on an exact replica of the space capsule. Oh. That was pretty cool. That's something you don't get. You know, we, we've got some interior leather. It, you know, didn't go to space, but. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Mike Green on the show, Blue yeah. Origin. He used to work for Blue yeah. Origin. Yeah. He's a so rocket kinda, scientist. Uh, <laughs> that's the, funny. Those seats in those are really, co- like everyone sits in a circle in that thing and they have these huge windows. It's huh. it's amazing. That's so cool. I would just that experience alone is really cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I'm almost in space. What's like the biggest pain in the ass you've had though? I want to know like which job was an absolute nightmare. Oh my gosh. Think, yeah. Maybe from a long time ago, I'd imagine. It's probably may not be now, but 20 years ago it probably was. I was, I don't know. I was getting ready to get that Morgan out of my shop. We took forever to get that done. A lot of times working on some of the older, older cars, like the vintage cars, like I had a 55 Nash in here for like a month and a half. Cause it's like, I got to spray the headliner and then I've got a two tone, all this accent stuff on the seats. And there's all these different metallic colors on the doors and stuff like that. So those, those get a little more challenging. And uh, lately what's been really difficult is the perforated, all these different variations in perforated leather and accent stitching. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you got to protect, you know. Yeah. I was going to say perforation looks like it'd be a nightmare with a tear. Oh, yeah. I do all the time. Yeah. I've seen your, I was looking at your website. People should go to the website, by the way. He has really cool sliders for before and after. You can slide the little slider inside the picture and see like how He's it looks. He's just in there with some looks. super glue and a, and a, and a Q-tip. He, it's fine. It's very easy to fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super glue. That's super exactly glue. what that's exactly exactly. Yeah, That's what you do. It's just super Perfect. glue. Perfect. Works on skin. We'll work on leather. Same Staples. Thing. It's no big deal. It's <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein look. You wanted this. Trust me. Yeah. I have yeah. a DeWalt carbon fiber stapler. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I remember when you bought that. It's the dumbest awesome. thing in the world, and I wanted one. Uh, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, uh, that rally car was really, really small. It was cool. It was owned by a French girl, and her, it was her dad's car. And she Michelle shipped it over from France. <laughs> yeah, I, her name was Celine. It of was her dad's was. car, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he'd owned it since 1971 or whatever. He bought it new, and it was so small inside. It was just microscopic cockpit area and she wanted me to re-dye the entire dashboard so we had to just tape off all the dials tape off the windshield tape off everything we possibly could to protect you know we're going to be spraying black dye on there all over it so yeah you're it's good to be small in the leather i mean i don't consider myself a big guy but you know you wouldn't want to be like six four and do leather please apply yeah (laughs) you gotta be in some (laughs) crazy contortions and in awkward places i've tinted cars before and i mean some of the places i've been to try to get you know tint in areas i can't imagine trying to get in there to let alone tape it off to make sure you're not dying the wind and other parts of the car and things like that so That's tough. Yeah. For when we first got started, my wife volunteered. I don't know. Maybe she, I asked her Mm -hmm. to work with me out in the field. And so she'd come out in the field with me and clean cars and tape and things like that. And primarily like wholesale work. Like we worked at Park Place actually with Joey and uh, the Eastside Auto Salon is now, they used to be at Park Place. Yep. Casey says hi, by the way. She wanted to make sure I told you hi. Oh, she's the best. Um, And so my wife and I are out there, you know, and I've got her like cleaning and like taping all this stuff off. And she's working inside like these she's old a, Corvettes. I love him. I God, I love him. <laughs> I know, it, it was, yeah. Test, tested yeah. the test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good partnership though. Mm-hmm. She went back to accounting. After that. Oh, Imagine yeah. That. yeah exactly. <laughs> I wonder why. A lot cleaner. Yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah, why. Exactly. So she's been super, super supportive. But um, yeah, it's been a really fun industry to watch change too. You know, to, to, to kind of grow up with, being in the car industry my whole life and being an entrepreneur in the car industry and adapting to as things change and dealing with, um, I remember 9-11, I remember I was in the recession. Obviously, I remember when people were taking out, you know, loans on their houses and buying Tahoes in 06 and 07, nothing against that. But but it was great for me because they sold a lot of cars. Right, And, And then we had to survive kind of through the recession and stuff too. So just watching the car business change has been fun. And it's going in so many different directions. I mean, you look at like, I mean, Dan and I were talking about just like the interior of my new Subaru is this like StarTech leather. It's not leather. <laughs> it's this like waterproof StarTech. And it's, it's comfortable. I mean, it, it looks it, nice. It yeah. looks nice, but it's not leather. It's made from like recycled plastic it, or yeah, something. It's re- yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, but I'd like, imagine it's kind of weird. Like to work you were on. saying, you know, what, what was you were, we were talking about my couch before this, and you were talking about the two different types of leather. Oh what, yeah, what's the type that they grind it up and, the, and then they make it into no. a leather? Oh, bonded leather. Bonded leather. Yeah. Which <laughs> bonded, not bondage. Bonded top grain, full grain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah different type of leather for bondage leather. Uh, much shinier. It's uh, usually vinyl. Yeah, really, vinyl. Just yeah, to be clear, <laughs> you're gonna need yeah. some talcum powder to get it off. Yeah. Cheap. Um, yeah. So yeah. But so explain that to me a little bit, like when they're making that. So they take they take like crappy leather and, and grind it up or how does that work? Yeah, they don't use it on cars typically. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, so there's there's top grain leather where they leave the actual, all the imperfections, the leather on it. And then sometimes they have a split hide leather. So they take the leather and they split it in half after it's gone through the whole tanning process, which is a whole big thing in and of itself. Yeah. Then they split the leather in half and they can press an ingrained impression into it. Hmm. Okay, just they like steam, like run it through a machine and it presses a grain and then they Are take you trying all to the tell me that my crocodile boots aren't real crocodile <laughs> i mean what the hell you can you can believe they are <laughs> yes yeah, it says crocs on it, it says right on it <laughs> yeah so it's, it's got to be a crocodile yeah yeah so they take all this the scraps and then they press it into croc- crocodile leather oh okay yeah, yeah. And interesting they, and they sell it for more money than they should so it's oh. basically they it's, it's like particle board for leather yeah so. Particle leather. Yeah, particle they're pressing leather. in the grain so it looks like it has natural grain, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy it if you can avoid so it. So that wood, those wood grain leather floors I got are not really wood or leather <laughs> or grained. That's what you're saying. Like, you can do a lot with marketing. Glue. You can still cut glue, yourself man. on leather, I'll tell you that. I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I bought the wrong pants is what happened. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, if you don't want to go cheap on this stuff. No, yeah, I found that out the hard yeah. way. Trust it, me. It that is. is a good question, though. What is the, when it comes to leather, like what are, what are people paying for? Mm. If you know this. You know, okay, so like take, for example, like some of the some of the brand new BMW M cars. Mm-hmm. Like I was just working on a competition M8 a couple of weeks ago. And the quality of the leather in that car is exceptional. And like I mentioned, the Lucid car, it's the first time I've worked on that one. They, they're paying for the tanning process. They're paying for the quality of the cow. They're paying for how soft and, stretch, and stretchy and flexible the leather is. It's got a certain hand feel to it, as opposed to like a Honda Odyssey, which is leather, but it's not going to be soft. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be hard and kind of stiff. Yeah. Right. And so um, I think Lexus also is actually honestly putting out a really high quality leather product. At least they were up until maybe recently. If you, if you step up to some of their really high end cars. Yeah. So, it, yeah. so they're, they're paying for a superior overall process, which costs a lot of money to grow cows and take the skin and go through the tanning process and, yeah. Cut it up and stitch it with all the beautiful McDonald's stitching. leftovers, yeah. and you got your Ruth Chris leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always wonder about that, and may, and you can tell me I'm, if I'm wrong on this because I've learned YouTube. But they you taught they taught I was walking watching some tanning things, everything from tanning like deer hides and things like that. And they were talking about raising cattle that were for high end luxury cars and things like that, and the fact that. I, and they were talking about how an insect bite can ruin a good piece of leather because it can leave a hole or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like a barbed wire fence, barbed wire fence that type of thing. You how see. do you keep a cow from being bit by insects or running up against a fence is what I don't get. Like, <laughs> I think it's marketing, honestly. It's yeah. got to be, yeah. It's <laughs> like, because they were making this deal like, you know, if this, this, this leather's imperfect. And I mean, they were, they were saying that they were talking about you know, leather going into Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Alphas and things like that. But I'm going... Unless you're, you know, you're, you're, you're vacuum sealing your cow. Well, I will say, I will say Aston, for example, is really particular about this. Yeah. So if, if you, if you want to replace a panel in your Aston, they've got to send the original panel back as far as I got, I think I got this right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they send the panel back so that they can find a grain hide that matches exactly that grain hide. That sounds like something Aston would do. Yeah. So that the grain is all uniform throughout (laughs) the car. This cow was a relative of the cow that they killed to put in your car, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Relative, closely related and the same part of the cow. Absolutely. Okay. It all matches. Interesting. Yeah. So you are paying, I mean, these luxury vehicles these days, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think that's why it kind of breaks my heart to see it get scratched and damaged. And I really want to provide an as close to OEM as possible when you restore this stuff so that it looks and feels just like that $150,000 car. Wagyu beef, Wagyu leather. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, coming from like you and I, OCD, like, I mean, I've already cleaned the new car like three times. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, and I, and I've, I've, I'm, I, my mom used to laugh because when I got my couch and I would sit down every week and I would vacuum out the creases and like, cause I cared for it. I mean, leather conditioner and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you take care of your products, obviously, you know, so here's a big problem though. So you go went out and bought a brand new Porsche 911 Turbo 
uh, we just had one in earlier today and I was trying to explain to the customer, you have a leather wrap dashboard. BMW M cars, a lot of the Mercedes cars are leather wrap dashboards. This is a horrible idea. Horrible. You've got a dashboard that's going to reach, you know, 180 degrees on a consistent basis. Yeah. And it's wrapped in a natural product, skin-based product. So what we find a lot of times is the leather will shrink. And so it's really important to condition that, that leather regularly. I, I would almost go so far as to say it doesn't matter what conditioner you buy. Just put conditioner on your dashboard. <laughs> if it's a hot day, get in your car and dump cold water all over your dash. So that yes. will really help. That's a known idea. problem with Excellent cars idea. in Arizona, but especially R8s. Mm-hmm. I looked at several R8s when I was like shopping for them in Arizona, and two of them had shrunken leather dashes, mm-hmm. and they were like 19s. They weren't. <laughs> they were less no, than a few years old. That's what happened old. to DJs. Yeah, they had that dash. So R8s yeah. have that super sloped windshield, and they are super prone to having leather pull back in hot climates. You never see it here, but almost every southern R8 I've been finding, it's been something I've had to ask. I didn't know that until, thank God, the owner was like, "Yeah, you need to know about this before I buy the car." And I was like, "Thank you for telling me." We and now he wouldn't warranty it. Yeah, we did a ni- early '90s Lotus Elan, the, the front wheel drive, mm. short one. It was an Esprit, excuse me. Mm, James Bond car. Yeah, the yeah. Esprit. And the same problem, the dashboard at all You work for back. Park Place. You should know that. No, right? Space out moment. Elise, Elon, Esprit. Can you oh, just pick Lord. something without an yeah. E? Evora. That's like saying, what, what, look, what model of a, you know, Porsche is that? 911.2 test? I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, and so the dashboard, of course, had pulled back. And so we see that a lot. So just put a conditioner on there. And I really need to put out like a PDF of different products and stuff that we recommend. But um, you should. Like keeping it conditioned—that's important. Keep it absolutely. Well, I mean, if you have a list like that, get, you know, d- mm. give it to us, and we we'll gladly put it out with the episode. Yeah, and too, you can so. go to Grio's Garage and yeah. use our RCS ten code and get ten percent off. Yeah. Speaking of Grio's, yeah, I've got a good testimonial to that. So I've got an early '60s <laughs> Jaguar race car that I that the owner—I will mention his name—but he owns a lot of Jaguars, one of which was on the cover of Avance. And um, okay, okay, yeah. Um, his race car seats are in here right now, and this the leather on the seat bottoms was really dry, so I put the leather Creos rejuvenator on it. I swear I should have took a time lapse yeah. because I could literally watch the leather soak up that rejuvenator. Yeah, and I did that about five times, and it still just kept absorbing and absorbing and absorbing that rejuvenator. We actually use that a lot for the dashes. So if we've got a binnacle that comes out of a Ferrari, for example, we'll soak it in rejuvenator, a heat bin- it up. A binnacle. Like uh, the cover over the instrument cluster. Okay. Just, yeah. Just clarifying. So that'll <laughs> pop out. We'll heat, we'll put the rejuvenator on there. We'll heat that up and we're able to actually um, then clean it and do a couple other steps to stretch it and get it to come and to wow. stretch it back around. That's really cool. Yeah. It's okay. a good product. Yeah. There you go. Well, like I said, we know the Griots personally and they definitely stand behind their products. Like 100% <laughs> with their name. Don't use it on your perforated because you'll fill in all the perforations and then... Right. So... <laughs> Small straw. <laughs> yeah. no. How do you condition perforated leather then? What's it's, the right way to do that? It's really important to use a really light cream-based conditioner, and then you apply it to the towel first. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can kind of like let the conditioner absorb into your towel and then push the towel and rub the towel onto the seat. Makes sense. Uh, we had a, a Porsche customer who bought the car brand new, and his, his car got really dirty, and he conditioned it every other week. But the problem was that it just he, he didn't clean it enough before applying the conditioner. So you've got to clean the leather thoroughly, let it dry, and then carefully rub the cream conditioner from your towel on to the perforated so it doesn't fill up the perforations. So you bring, oh, go ahead. No, I say that was very useful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your jack. Uh, that, that was awesome. I, had, I was totally buying the wrong jacks this whole time. I was using the Craftsman one, you know, with the one pump. Oh, it takes forever. Very, yeah. very useful. Yeah, and just get the Harbor Freight one. Yeah. Let, let's talk about, you, you were talking about heat on dashboards and things like that. Let's talk about these new cars and the fact that a lot of these cars have heated seats and cooled seats. And, yeah. does, that, and does that have an effect on the leather as far as, I mean, cold air being blown through this leather while you're sitting on it and things like that? Is that good, bad? Are there things you can do to prolong the life of the leather? Yeah, if you're, if you're going to run your heated seat all the time, that's definitely going <laughs> to... That's me too. That's me. definitely going to dry he your leather seat He has a cold ass. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It, it's hereditary. I do. <laughs> That's actually the number one thing that will damage your interior is heat and moisture okay. on the leather, right? So if you're, if you're sitting in your seat for a long time, it's getting moist, and uh, now you're running your heater so the, heat's, the, the seat is really, really hot, you will, it will over time form what they call like a sweat crack. It kind of sounds really weird, but basically what Not it does- Not sweat is, from your crack, but a sweat crack well, in the well, leather. Well, it, okay. it could be. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't go there. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you did. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. You walk to the line, I'll step over. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. So That's the cool. surface of the leather, especially on perforated, 
will start to form a lot of little cuts and, and, and cracks and it'll start to fail. Okay. So did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I want to know. Yeah. Heat will kill well, your my question, his but question, his yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so all these new cars with the heat seaters. Yeah. If you're just running your seat heater constantly, it is keeping that leather really hot. It's not as bad as if you just park it out in the sun and don't put a sunshade, and don't ever clean it and don't ever condition it. You've got a 2018, you know, perforated seat, and it's starting to already fail and crack. The surface is starting to crack. So, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, a lot of these newer cars, like mine and stuff like that, they have it built into the seat heater only stays on for so long. Like you, it, it will, you'll turn it on and then you can turn it on again, but it, it needs yeah, to not rest. Mine. Yeah. mine will stay on indefinitely. Will I know it? that for a I fact. See. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I think I've driven like 2000 miles with it on many times. <laughs> wow. Cold okay. drive. Really, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it doesn't get hot. Like, no, I love it. It, you makes, love it? it helps my back. That's, that's what just like, I like my seat heater for what it's designed for. Wow. Okay. What oh, just drove by? Uh, right hand drive uh, R thirty two R thirty four. You guys, it's like a racetrack out here. It really Northeast is. Twenty is. Like, if you want to do drag races, just come to Northeast. No, I'm not. Somebody just this. drove yeah. by in like a brand new nine eleven with There's, a roof box on it, a red one. I mean, it was. Oh God, we see. This so is many a cars. wonderful place to sit. So many cars. <laughs> yeah. Come have your leather work done and just sit and drool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to go. No, I'm just going to wait. I'm good. I'm good. It's going to be three days. I'm good. There's water, cars. <laughs> you guys are awesome. You got everything right in your backyard. And you got the brand new, let's see, uh, McLaren Lamborghini. Yeah. Open Bentley Rolls Royce. That's the first right time I've driven by there. It That's is insane. It's beautiful. Yeah. They took over the old BMW dealership and remodeled it, of course. It looks beautiful. Then you've got, of course, Park Place down the road. So you've just got exotics new, all the time. GMC. And then what else? The the BMW's down the there, road. Yeah. Acura. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's car row here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Bellevue. I mean, it, you take a road trip out to other parts of the country. I love doing that. I go down to Utah or Montana mm-hmm. or something. And then you're coming back up the 405 or on the I-90, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I mean, it's like this tech hub, massive Bellevue. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's just crazy. When I, I drove the, the 911 back from Delaware, it was like the nicest car I saw the entire way across the country was a Z06. Yeah. And that was... You know, which was nice. I had one. I loved it. But it was weird because yeah. you get so spoiled with it here. You don't you don't realize how much luxury car action there is in this area. We California, always, yeah, but it's got the environment for it. Here, you don't, rainy day, it doesn't matter. We always used to joke when Dan and I were working at Exotics, and I, I think I think Tom came up with it, the fact that it's like we would accept cars into Exotics that you wouldn't see at Safeways. Well, here it's really hard because you can go to the Safeways and see two McLarens, a couple of Euruses. Euruses are becoming like like yeah. Lexuses. I'm plaids. like, jeez. Tesla like, Plaids yeah, and everything Tesla, else. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I couldn't drive a Plaid. I love the Plaid, but that steering wheel, I would kill myself. So I went to the office today, worked from the office. Good which, for you. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I mean, we only have like one parking floor now. There's nobody there. There are two Tesla Plaids. Yeah. Plaids. I was like, mm-hmm. I, saw, I was like, looking at the, you know, because the rear hips are a little wider on those. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is that a plaid? Oh, sure, sure enough, I walk up to it, brand new plaid. Mm-hmm. Around the corner, there's another one. <laughs> like, They're making plaids in the SUV now, too, like the bigger one. Oh, are they? Said. Yeah, yeah I that's. didn't look. Because yeah. that's what those need to be. Yeah, faster. no, that's, that's, we had one of the, the Model, um, Model the X. X. The Model X. Yeah, yeah we had plaid, one of those yeah. come in a couple days ago. It had a small little scratch on the exterior plastic i think it was just a tiny tiny little nick yeah and so you're pulling it into the shop and the steering wheels like the yoke yeah how do i deal with this it's, thing it's i mean it, from it's people people of our age it's night rider it's okay, a night so, rider steering wheel yeah yes yeah. so yeah so like we we know uh, i'll date myself i was born in 82 and young there, there yeah. was no internet i mean there was uh, we had I went speak to, and spell i went to school without a phone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but, it, it, but i i <laughs> You're preaching to the choir here. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> like, and? And, and we were born in 79. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, guys, yeah. you guys are old. Yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You're me. actually a millennial. Stick it. <laughs> I've, I've, I struggle though. Sometimes like I remember getting my first brick phone when I started this business. I had to go get a phone and I had to like go to this phone store, which was a super new experience. And like my mom had to like co-sign for me, <laughs> right? you know, and then they, they're like, well, here you go. Here's your Nokia brick phone. And I would like keep it in a hip holster, right? So I wouldn't miss a call. The Zach Morris phone. Yeah, no, that brick. was the yeah. real brick no, phone. No snake. He's, he's <laughs> talking about like the Nokia, like the little ones. Yeah. These like, tiny little yeah. ones, right? Yeah. I remember the Zach. My, my mom did a job for the Centennial Trail, which is a bike trail that goes from Spokane to Coeur d'Alene. And AT&T at the time had just come out with those and they loaned her a bunch of them. And we had like 50 of them around the house and they were the true Zach Morris phone, like huge. Yeah. I thought I was alkaline so, battery. I thought I was so cool. 
<laughs> I was not. <laughs> it was tough to build a business back then, though. I yeah. mean, I remember trying to get a hotspot so that I could, you know, stop getting away from like handwritten invoices and stuff. And I was trying to hire employees and there was no way for me to keep track of their time. There was no kind of like CRM systems. You know, it was really difficult to build a business back at that period of time. And of course, now there's all these subscription services that, you know, solve that for us. But yeah. Which is wonderful. I was talking to a good friend of ours, DJ. And I, forget, I, don't, I don't know the name of the system, but basically it's a it's an online calendar system where you, you can assign tasks to people in the offices and then they can update, which is just, it's an oh-duh situation. I mean, I don't need one because it's me and I'd be assigning myself tasks, but it's just technology is cool in the way that it goes. So did you mention that, would you, were you working on the outside of a Tesla? They had, yeah. So we can also repair like molded plastic. Okay. Yeah, Which is what painted. I need done in my truck. So just actually. a heat That's gun and uh, what? That's about it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. no. Just okay. take a heat gun and uh, okay. you know, yeah, just, just go just for wait. it. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. It'll get soft eventually. Just hold it there until it goes. <laughs> Crank it, it on high. No on. problems. You'll be fine. Yeah, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah. That, that How does kinda, that work with plastic? Yeah. Um, so like, say someone's got like an Audi or something with a bezel on the front or the back um, and they, they, they back into something. We don't do a lot of it, but occasionally it comes up. So we just treat that just like any interior plastic panel right so we can heat up the plastic so that it's moldable and then use some epoxies to fill it smooth it out and then i have a, a really it's still a water-based product but we it's like an acrylic hybrid product and mm. so i'm able to apply that over the top and blend it out and we've had really good results cool yeah yeah i mean it's another option yeah so, yeah yeah so just, you wouldn't think of it as far as like leather and interior repair but yeah, we do that occasionally. No, but like I said, that's the point. Kind of understanding exactly what you do. I mean, yeah. I think you narrowed it down when you renamed the company LeatherTech. I think that helps. You know, <laughs> like the color tech. Yeah, coloring color what? <laughs> well, they're really big into watercolor. It's an art supply store more than anything. Oh, finger man. painting, really. Finger painting. <laughs> Should have seen our logo. Easels. Yeah, our logo was brutal. It was like red, yellow, green swooshes underneath this like italicized. Yep. Yeah. I remember the van. Yeah, it was, bad. It was a van, right? It was the van. Yeah, he had a van. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not for work, but he had a van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember it vaguely from back in the day. Because yeah. I remember seeing it pull up and be like, oh, it, it was just striking. Yeah, the logo was bad. <laughs> fair enough. We've tried to move on from there. I think, to be fair, the plus sign in my logo is totally confusing. I need to get rid of that. Especially since like that's starting to represent like medical marijuana and things more often. I'm like, maybe I need to update my logo. Excuse me, man. Um, my <laughs> seats are ripped because I put impression. my weed in it. So yeah. if you could pull the weed out and fix the seat, that'd be great. Absolutely not the impression <laughs> yeah, I want to exactly. give. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that until you just said it. And I was like, huh. I would have thought the people would be like, oh, it does leather and then there, there's, a, there's a tech. Yeah, it does like, technology. you know, yeah. well, I like stereos and dolls. There's a certain amount of tech. I think what's cool about this job, if there's one thing that I really, really love about it, is dealing with color and being able to see color. And you're working with your hands all day long. You're able to kind of like work on the textures and you're developing color from scratch just constantly. And you're seeing all these nuances of color. And I think that it's an amazing gift that we can even see color. Somebody just went by doing a wheelie on a Grom. Sorry. I was <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Just up the hill. Sorry. Just now? Uh-huh. That's well, what I was me, like. I let me wax poetically on color. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you really had my attention until that. I was like, wait a minute. Sorry. Yeah. Don't do that, children. Well, like you said, you don't have color codes to no. get back to that. So, no. I mean, you're just constantly, man, that's, that is a skill. You that is to, a tradesman skill. And you have to be fast. Otherwise, you don't make any money. So yeah. You got you to you build this stuff quick. Yeah. Or, okay. And if you get it wrong, if there's accent stitching, for example, you're taping, you got to tape the stitching and that's a hard paint line. So you can't blend oh. past that. Yeah. Right. So it's got to be, it's got to be right on. Otherwise you'll see the difference in the color. Yeah. Have you ever had to take anything apart? Like actually take a piece of leather out of a car, like unstitch it and, and dye it and. That's a common misconception. So like we end up passing up a lot of stuff to upholstery shops, Sure, you know, to re have upholstery shops place, replace stuff. I once had to take apart an LS430 seat and replace all the air bladders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they thought we would do that. And I'm like, all right. So I just took the seat out and did it. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> really easy to pop. I'm a bitch to get back in. But yeah. <laughs> they gave us all the new parts. We just yeah. had to put it all back together. It worked out fine. I've done a few of them now. But huh. I've, I've done enough cat skin interiors back in the day where, with a hog ring. You know, yeah. I understand how to do it. It's yeah. not fun. No, it's yeah. not. I jammed my finger all the way through with an awl one time. Like uh, it went in and out the other side. Uh, I was going to say, you must go home. I'm looking at your hands now with different colors on you every day. It's like, what color will he come home today? Yeah. <laughs> I should be wearing gloves. Yeah. That's that old, that's that Jaguar actually I was working on. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a um, nice green. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, just pain or life. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's funny. All right, well, let's take our next break. We'll be right back. Let's we'll talk a little more, and then we'll close this out. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we are back. So explain to me, how did COVID affect your business? Like, did, did I mean, we saw a huge uptick in people buying cars and, and, and bring a trailer and things like that. Did that help your business around here? It did. Because, I mean, we're, we're split between retail and wholesale. And so at first, of course, we, we took some time off and like everybody, and then came back to it. And we started to see this really big resurgence in people wanting to restore their cars. And it just, it was actually a really big boom time for our retail business, which is awesome. And I think it was really cool for everyone to kind of just take a step back and look at the car that was sitting in their garage the whole time and think, maybe I should do something with this. You know, maybe I should work on this. So it actually worked out reasonably well for the business. Another unexpected thing was we we started to see costs of, of used cars going up. Yes. Yeah. I, it that is And that is a big part of our business is yeah. working with the used, high-end used car managers. And they want to make sure that if they're going to charge that kind of money, that they have a top quality product. Prices have gone through the roof. I mean, more than I've ever thought. I mean, cars that are selling with, you know, 30,000 miles on them for 7000 or $8,000 more than they were new. So yeah, and going. since we're doing, you know, as a vendor, so they, they want to make sure that that car looks like a new car now because yeah. that's what people are expecting. So they're willing to spend the money to work, uh, to get them looking new again. Nice. So, yeah, so that worked out good too. How many people do you actually have working in the business? So I have two technicians and I'm actually interviewing a guy this Friday. Nice, so okay. Hopefully, hopefully three. Cool. Because yeah. you have the you have the, the 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 store here in Bellevue, and then you have two or three mobile trucks that run out. Right? I have three mobile vans. Three mobile vans. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. There's a guy. Yeah, we yeah, and I at the time I, I actually for like four years I was running two businesses. So I had this business running, and then I started a whole another business, and then scaled that up and was able to sell it in oh, 2019. So we we started a business doing roof and exterior cleaning. Actually, believe it or not. Huh. Nothing to do. I could see that around here, especially with the Pacific. No, well, I'm serious. Yeah. Like got moss th- with, with the moss and the storms. Yeah, and, and yeah. So okay. we we kind of niched into uh, multifamily, like garden style multifamily, and we used a process called soft washing, which is a combination of bleach, water, and a bleach stable soap to make it really simple. And we had trucks with these 12 volt pump systems. And at one point, I had a 750 gallon tank of sodium hypochlorite in the back of my shop. So I mean, who doesn't have one of those? Right? I mean, it's tanker <laughs> trucks yeah. unloading. So yeah. <laughs> So that right, cool. of a body. It was, was, was uh, that just was that just something you kind of came up with? Like it, I was to be honest with you, I was kind of ready to do something different. I wanted to sell color tech actually, hmm. and that didn't come together. But at the time, I'd already taken out a loan and to start the other business, and so um, I kind of had to run both of them. Okay, and I learned a lot about entrepreneurship. And you had a live-in accountant, so why not right. run more yeah. businesses, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. she She's loved fine. this idea. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I promise you have nothing to do with anyway. It. It's fine. <laughs> Your ambition is annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she's like, why are we doing two businesses yeah, again? Exactly. Can you just pick one? Pick one. Yeah, pick one. Choose. Yeah. So, she sounds like a great woman. So yeah. eventually we did. Like a, yeah. a, a friend of mine down in Oregon sold his business and he passed along our P&L to his buyer. And, and six months later, we had a deal. That business was sold. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. It was a fun experience. What do you do in your free time when you're yeah. not working? Like, I mean, do you have, fa- you have family? Do you have hobbies? Things like that? Uh, yeah, um, for the last like seven or eight years, my wife and I have been learning to speak and read Hindi so we can reach out to the Hindi, the national language of India. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we can just, we've noticed there's this big influx of people from India that have moved here because of yeah, the tech system. Of course. And so we wanted to be able to get to know the language, get to know the culture and uh, get to know kind of like how we could, most of them speak English, mm-hmm. but we found that a lot of times their parents We'll speak Hindi. And, the, and you come as a family unit. There's a bunch of people who live in yeah. my building. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it a hard language to learn? It's very hard to learn. Okay. Wow. I had no idea. That's, I mean, I don't, I've heard a lot of people talk about learning French or, you know, Chinese or yeah. Spanish, but not Hindi. That's a, That's the first one. Well, it should first. be extremely valuable here, of course. Well, you, you, yeah. know, Hindi. you know Hindi. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. This is the Hindi word for warrior. Oh. No, Star Wars. So now, Master Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Speaking backwards, you will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hindi learning you must. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, so okay. that's Hindi. That's the grammar. It's all backwards I to English. No idea. Which is actually it's actually correct and English is backwards, but Right. Yeah, I was yeah. saying English is a mess. <laughs> Total mess. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, khaki. That's a okay. Hindi word. Khaki. Pajama. Okay. That's huh. a Hindi word. And now that you say it, you know, phonetically, yes, that seems obvious now. Yeah. yeah. So I Actually, mean, we're almost there, Dan. I mean, Yoda khaki pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. Yoda, do you have any Yoda khaki pajamas? I'm speaking. Hindi. I feel like those exist somewhere. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Maybe even in my closet. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that keeps us. That, we love hiking. Um, we have a. I like. We've got a little. Actually, before we first got married, I bought a E30 convertible. I tracked the lady down at the at the parking lot, basically, and I was like, "If you ever sell this car, you gotta let me know. Yeah. Here's my number." You know, and she did. She called us, and we bought the car, and then. I actually sold it to my dad. He kept it in the garage and didn't use it. And then he was kind of done using it. So he gave it back to us. So we drive that around. That's cool. Um, so it was kind of nice. I was going to ask you what cars you actually yeah. Yeah. drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my next one. Um, a 1990 E30 cab with a hard top. I've got a 2017 F250 diesel. So we can pull our trailer. My wife's hybrid car for gas mileage. <laughs> I've got an old 1996 T100 that I bought 20 years ago just to, <laughs> to build the business and I still have it. Okay. The car's almost got 300,000 miles on it on the original engine transmission. That's cool. So that's good. The look truck and then our, uh, and then our work fans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good that's fun stable. Yeah. Fun stable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm sort of blown back. I'm, I've never had anybody learned Hindi or does that kind of collecting. That's cool. I feel like it probably should, but yeah. Yeah. You should. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you guys ever been to India? No. No. No? Uh, I would have probably gone for work if it wasn't for COVID. So it is awesome. It is totally crazy and it's totally awesome. We yeah. have a very good friend of ours, Garoff, grew up there, and we he's told us many, many stories and and, and yeah. talked about his growing up there. But it it sounds amazing. I think I died of the heat, but yeah, um, yeah, go in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Good to know. But it's a really, really cool place. Yeah. So you guys have spent time there. Then you guys went over. We were only able to go for three weeks. So okay. I took three weeks off in January and went there. And we had plans to move there for a few months. Of like January, like last uh, month? Prior to COVID. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Like, tough time to go. No. <laughs> I wouldn't go right now. Just no. saying. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Crazy, but not that crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of people. I, uh, yeah. All yeah. together in one place. Not paranoid, but no. I'm not claustrophobic, but I think I, I might be a little claustrophobic. Then. Yeah. To uh, watch that economy would be pretty impressive, though. Yeah. When I was uh, 14, there's a guy named Peter Nelson who's local, and he is a local treehouse builder. And so, um, I mean, the guy that was on TV. Yeah. The guy with Trails yeah. Masters. Yeah. yeah. I got oh, to yeah. meet him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. a really, really nice guy. So, um, he put out a book and, uh, this is again, prior to YouTube and the internet. And when I was 14 years old, my grandma bought this book for me and my brother. And so I thought this was a great idea. So I just looked over the book and used that to draw up some blueprints and I draw up with some plants. My parents had um, some property in Bothell with some really nice Douglas firs on it. And then I spent, um, a couple of summers collecting wood from like old barns in the area and houses that were going to be demolished. And we would just collect all this really, really good lumber and ended up building like this really nice 10 by 16 foot tree house, probably like 15 feet in the air. Okay. Um, and we got it all tricked out inside and we, it took a few years to get it done, but we called it the bourbon room. Cause I guess it took me till I was 21 to get it done. But <laughs> <laughs> I have fallen out of so many tree houses that I've built. That, oh man. Uh, yeah. It's no. so fun. You should do it sometime. If you ever get a chance to build a tree house, do it. I mean, I built them as children. Like I, again, they fell out of the tree with me in them. So I got uh, a great tree for it in the back of the property. Just saying. I, I, heard I got all the tools now. Yeah. Okay. We're, there is okay. a very nice path now. I heard about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I've, I used to love that show that, I mean, I've run into him a couple of times in Fall City and places like that. And I yeah. did, it took me forever. I didn't realize like where that actually was until one day I was driving from I-90 to Fall City. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right there. So, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you are an Avance partner. Yes. What is the Avance deal with you? 15%. All right. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, and they're awesome. Come right? match any color for fifteen <laughs> <laughs> percent. Oh, I better, man. Yeah, exactly. Better get it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Avance has been really, really cool. I, I really want to take my Toyota out there, do a little off roading with them. Nineteenth, gotta come out. We'll be there the nineteenth. Really, we will, be, we will be serving. If if I'm around, I, we will be serving hot dogs. And we got a cooler full Don't of water. Don't you dare leave me alone again. <laughs> we have water in our cooler. Water, just, just water. <laughs> it's fermented. You can come it's have from, water. It's if fermented you want. water. Oh, I'm coming. I'm yeah. coming now. <laughs> it's canned fermented water. Yeah, fresh off of Rainier Mountain. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Come get some. Yeah. Cool. Okay. But they're we'll Costco do. dogs. I don't yeah. even get like crappy hot dogs. No, this is the real thing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing less for We're not going to run out this time, even though I bought twice as much as I thought last time and still yeah. ran out. Yeah. So yeah, we need a minimum of 100 hot dogs, we found out, mm-hmm. for per event. Okay. Which we thought was a lot. It is not. It is not. Okay. So. Well, you guys, thanks for bringing it. Yeah. That's really cool it's of fun. you. It's fun. Yeah. We have fun doing it. Yeah. You can talk to <laughs> us. It's nice. Even Please though we smell. Please come talk to us. <laughs> Nobody else will talk to us. Yeah. We smell like hot dogs. <laughs> the dogs like us, though. You can, you can have a big debate like they did last time over mustard or ketchup on a hot dog. Apparently, that's a controversy. You're not supposed to have ketchup on a hot dog. It's supposed to be mustard. So they say. I don't care. I don't know. Yeah. Because we're German or not. I guess. That's I true. Yeah, it's true. If yeah. you're German, there'd be no ketchup involved. Well, right. I am German, but there's lots of ketchup involved. Usually, it's Chick-fil-A sauce, but... Oh, that sounds good. Chick-fil-A sauce on everything. The problem is they now sell it in the stores. Oh, I so know. It's in the readily bottles. available to yeah. me now, and I'm like, oh. it's not cheap either, by the way. No. So this is dangerous. It, it is. really is, yeah. because I'm a guy that likes like chicken nuggets, especially ones shaped like dinosaurs. So, <laughs> Well, if you're specific, you just stick with that. I am. Okay. I am. Yeah. yeah. It's not helping my waistline, but yeah. So... <laughs> Well, you should come out on the 19th. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. But before that, on the 12th, we have an Avance tech session with Northwest Crafted Interiors. You definitely should go check those guys out. That's 10 to noon. We've had them on the show before. They do incredible work. Uh, Avance Portland, you guys down there got coffee with Keith Martin. We joked about that last time. You probably still won't remember Nick next time you see him, even though he's met him several times and been to his house. <laughs> but he's a great guy and has amazing stories. Yeah. If you don't know Keith Martin, he's a sports car market. Anyway, yeah, sports car market, classic car market, sports car, sports car market. Yeah, okay, right. It's like, wait a minute. I remember what his business is. <laughs> and then all the way over in Avance, Denver, uh, Avance, Denver tour at Farland Classic Restoration, and that's from twelve to two. So, awesome. Colorado friends over there, we love your state. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you having on your show, and if people have questions or not, we'll. we'll We'll get your website in there and they can call you if they've got questions about their leather or just bring pictures of your couch in like I did and right. say, hey, can this be fixed? Uh-uh. <laughs> Check <laughs> out your website. What is Check your website time. again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's leathertechrepair.com. Okay. Leathertechrepair.com. Check it out. It's very cool. Like it has said, it has sliders on the photos. You can see what it started and how it ends up after they touch it. That's yeah. the tech part. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's on the, the website. It's the website. <laughs> I'm glad you guys like that. I had doubts about that. but No, it's really cool, actually. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an easy before and after. So I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thanks. A lot of, a lot if of not, stuff. then I'd have to pull up like two windows and like look at them. I don't want to do that. That's, you know. Yeah, I could see that'd be a lame. That's why I put the sliders in. Yeah. That's a good idea. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. has been this has been really really fun for me too. I'm Thank glad. you so much. Yeah. For coming out. Well, it's fun getting to know you. Thanks. It's, it's a lot more to it than I thought, and it's cool to see your shop. And yeah, I'm sure we'll cross paths very you soon. Eat off the floor here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really nice clean place. And nice. So yeah. Yeah. Well, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>